Hello. This is Maxie's words. I have never done this before, but always wanted to. I have been through a lot, going through a lot. Life is hard. There's a lot of people out there that are going through similar or the same as I am and don't know what to do. They're at the end, like I have been. And I'm hoping that my words can help somebody out there. Because it's hard, and it's hard to reach out. I, I couldn't reach out. I tried a couple of times, and it didn't work. I called on a couple of friends. They were no help. They seemed to turn around and make it about them and start talking about their problems, and I end up helping them, and I end up turning around, leaving with the same problem, and never had had, had gotten any help. Happens a lot. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of you. you. Can't seem to reach out, so you give up. I gave up. I gave up on reaching out. I roll with the punches. I figure out down the road how to deal with my problems. There's times when I almost thought I wasn't going to be able to deal with some of it. I didn't want to live anymore. It was getting built up so much. My problems just stuffed in the corner inside and kept getting built up to where I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I didn't know what to do. There was nobody out there that could help me. I don't go to therapists because how can a stranger help me fix my life? I don't want them to feed me a pill because a pill is not going to help my head. But dealing with what's going on in my life, how is a pill going to fix my life? It's not going to. I put myself in this position, so I have to deal with how to get it out. I need to learn how to get out of this position. It's, it's not bad to sit back and cry. You need to. You cannot hold in your tears. There was a time when I even went numb. I had no feelings for nothing. My grandchildren, my kids, 
a nice sad movie. I love movies with good endings and a love story. I'd cry because they were happy and I love to see people love in love. My favorite shows are Lifetime and Hallmarks. I watch them all the time. The two stories and the Christmas ones are my best. They're my favorite. I've been down lately. I've been real down. I'm struggling again. I have a husband that's such a good man. But what we're going through is putting a lot of strain on our love. We've been together for almost 20 years now. Very much in love. Never cheated on each other. We've been faithful for each other. We've been faithful to each other all these years. But when you're going through a lot, when you're under a lot of stress, fucks up the mind, the body, everything. You take it out on the people that are there. I've done that to my grandchildren, my husband, my my boys, which they're men now. They've got kids of their own. Two of them are a lot of the reasons why I am where I am now in this situation. My, I have three boys. My youngest is doing real well. He has two kids. So I told them they need to plan a date night. I mean, anything. Just go out to eat. Go out gambling. You know, anything. Go sit down and watch a concert that's outside. During the summer, we have them once a week at our resort. It's free. They can sit outside and watch it. You know, there's all kinds of things that you can do with your significant other. And you need to find the time for that. You need to make sure the one you love you always hang on to. Don't let that slip away because you're going through too much.
Life's hard enough. You don't need to be alone if you have somebody now. Hang on to them. Unless they're not good with you. If they don't make you happy, you don't need them. You do not need them in your life. You need to keep your garden clean with no crabgrass. You need to be able to walk through your garden barefooted. without worrying what you're going to step on. You know what I mean? Like, you have a husband that beats you or doesn't even listen to you. You need... A husband that loves you as much as you love him. Or even if you don't love him and he loves you, you shouldn't be together. Because there's somebody out there that's perfect for you. And how are you going to be with that person if you're with somebody that you're not happy with? It's better to let go. And be happy. Than to be unhappy every day. Keep your circle small. Life's hard enough. You have a big circle. People tend to screw you around. And hurt you real bad. You only need a few friends. And if you don't have friends, you need to take the time to find some. Everybody can find a friend. All you have to do is talk to people. Depending on what you do, you can find a friend at the park, at a grocery store. At a bar, a bowling alley, you know, you depending on what you like, you can find a friend. You just need to open up and talk to people. It's hard. It's hard to open up and talk to people that you don't know. You just need to practice. Practice. Practice doing it. Because it's possible. I used to be the shyest person. I didn't like talking to people unless I already knew them. Then I didn't even talk to them very loud until I started croaking. Get up on that stage and sing in front of all them people 
is a rush. It's a rush. That got me out of my shyness. To do something to help you is like the best thing. I mean, I'm not saying because you're scared of heights, get up on a cliff and jump down into the water. I would never do that. But, you know, push yourself a little bit. You don't get nowhere standing still. Don't push yourself hard. Just push yourself a little bit. Just just to where it's comfortable. Well, you know, comfortable-ish. Just got to push a little bit. I had to push. I had to push me. I got... So bad to where I hid in a hole. I didn't. I wanted to be with people, but I didn't. Once I was near them, I was irritated by them, and I didn't want to talk to them, and I wanted to shy away. I didn't want to be around people. But then when I wasn't around people, I wanted to be around people. Then I got to the point when I was around people, I was worried about what they thought. What they thought about my weight. What they thought about what I was wearing. What they thought about my makeup, I don't wear makeup all the time, but sometimes I do for me, not for other people, not for my husband, not for anybody else. I like to put it on to make me feel good. Like sometimes I like to put, I like really baggy clothes because I'm a big lady. So I like baggy clothes. I don't like tight clothes. Anything tight, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't even like to wear a seatbelt because I feel closed in. But sometimes I like to wear nice things. Things where people are all sitting by you and stuff. If I wear nice clothes that are kind of tight, I always sit there and think about how people think. Or I, that's what I used to do. It took some doing, but I trained myself to not worry about what other people think. And how I was able to do that was... I always think, of, I don't care who they are. I always think they're better than me. Children, men, women, uh, homeless people, I don't care what color, what race, what 
size or what they do or what they don't do, everybody's better than me. And everybody is kind. Until I do see anything that's not kind or rude, mean, or anything to me, I don't allow them in my life anymore. I don't care if you're my sister, my brother, my cousin, a stranger. If you make me feel uncomfortable, I don't want you in my life. Life's hard enough. I don't need to bring in willingly bring in things that are going to make it even tougher. So I don't care if you're mean, if you just, I had a friend. He was my friend for many years, you know. We used to laugh and he would get into a fight with his woman and he'd come stay the night, all hours of the evening, you know, be knocking on the door. I'd open it and point to the bedroom that's open and let him go crash. Well, one time we were sitting there watching a Super Bowl in this area that my brother had rented to have a party in. It was a, like a little bar. He was sitting next to me. He's all family friend. He was sitting next to me. And we were talking about how when I was a bartender. He was drunk. Out of nowhere, he started yelling at me. Because we were talking about how people would say that I was the best bartender from a long distance of, from bar to bar. It, it was a pretty long distance. And he stood up and he was like, well, I don't know what the hell you did to do that. Yeah, but long story short, he was like really, really mean, really crude and rude. For no reason at all. Yelling at me so loud. He was practically spitting in my face. That was like. I don't know. That was a year, years ago. And he kept on trying to talk to me. Kept on trying to talk to me. Oh you're still mad at me. I was drunk. And I'm. Just don't talk to him. I act like I don't even know him. I don't need somebody in my life that can turn around that quick and treat me like shit.
I don't care if you've been my friend that long. If you were able to do that to me, hurt me like that in front of all them people, you're not my friend. I don't need you in my life. He's still not. I have not spoke to him since. Makes him feel like shit, but I don't care. He shouldn't have done that. He needs to learn to treat people better. If he wants to keep people in his life, he needs to learn how to treat people better. Being drunk isn't an excuse. I don't allow people to treat me like shit in my life anymore. Nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers, cousins, you're out of here. Like I said, keep your circle small. Just because their blood doesn't give them a free ticket to treat you like crap, you know? I'm still pretty much going through a lot. Some years now, we tried to go to move to Oregon. That's where I'm from. I'm in Montana, and I always just talked about Oregon. That's where we moved from. So, I finally was going to do it. Through many years of trying, I finally was just going to do it. We had a camper. It was an old guy, 74, but she was good. We packed up my son. My son was going to come with us. My grandson, my son Nikolai, my grandson Tickle. We finally got all packed up. His house was empty. Trailer was packed. We were ready to go. Finally, after years of trying to get down there. And the COVID started. Oregon was shut down. We ended up having to take stuff out of storage and get my son set back up into his house. Lucky thing, he didn't lose his home yet. I brought my husband down there to Seaside, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon. That's where I'm from. He was so in love with that place. He still is. But the place has gotten so bad. We were treated so terribly down there by the police. It was it's just heartbreaking. 
And they would always tell us, ask us, why did you move down here? I was like, this is where I'm from. And we wanted to get away from all the drugs. And they're like, well, it's no better here. Because shit's legal up there. Heroin, meth, all that crap is legal there. That's terrible. But when they'd ask, why did you move up here? And we'd say, because we wanted to get rid of the, get away from the drugs. And they said, well, it's no better up here. I was like, yeah, but we don't know nobody. When we live on a reservation. On the Flathead Reservation. Well, Flathead Kootenai, but I'm Flathead. My husband's Kootenai. We live in Polson, Montana on the reservation. Beautiful place. But you, been, you've been here so long, you tend to know too many I've lived here since 1980 until we find a place to live. I can't stop thinking about a home. I always say I can't wait till I have a yard. I can't wait till I have a bedroom. I can't wait till I have a kitchen. Window shopping is driving around looking at houses and thinking those people don't even know how lucky they are to have a home. I watch movies and see the people in the home. I just, I really want a home. I have um, something going. With invent, with invent. I have an invention I have going. Once that gets up and going and off and back, we can buy a home again but until then I really need to find a home to rent I need my own home I need a, a real bed my own kitchen with just me and my husband living there I get upset and I know my husband don't deserve it at all He's been my rock. He's the one that's kept me grounded. Without him, I would have lost it a long time ago. I get upset at him because he doesn't help, try to help get into a place. I'm so messed up that it's hard. I, I don't have 
a job. I've got a brilliant mind. Like I said, I got an invention going. I could have quite a few times, but I never did. I just told people, there you go. There's a million dollar idea. Run with it. Nobody ever would. So this time when I thought of something, I'm, I looked at my husband and said, we're keeping this one. We're running with this. And we did. I just kept waiting for it to get off the ground so I can get my kids settled and in the corner. Two of them will not stay financially stable. One of my boys, the JD, he homeless too. He's staying in our camper in the driveway. Or else I would be staying in it. He will not stay financially stable. He's got a job. I don't know where his money always goes. Same with my son that we're staying with. I don't know where all his money goes. He gets child support. He gets 300 and something, I think like 350 twice in a month. And I don't know where it goes. He's broken like one day. We buy our grandson everything. Socks, shoes, clothing, food, everything. Everything that he has, we have gotten for him. And it's gotten to the point my son don't even do anything because he knows we will. And I'm not going to stop doing it. I want to, but I'm not going to because my grandson deserves to be happy. His dad don't do nothing with him. Does everything with his boyfriend, but he will not get up and take his son to the park or just grab him and take him for an ice cream or, you know, anything that you should do with your son. He just turned 10 yesterday. Me and my husband are going to throw his birthday party Saturday, a couple days. He's never really had a birthday. He's had bouncy houses, that's about it. Half the time he don't even have a birthday cake because his dad would just sit there and get drunk and not even really celebrate. Tickle's birthday. So, 10 years old is a big deal. So, me and Poppy, me and my husband, Francis, want to go all out. We're going to have face painting, bouncy house, pizza, 
me mom. He knows I'm grandma. But he calls me mom because I'm the only mom he's ever really known. It kills me. My sisters, my old my old, not well. My oldest that lives with us. My oldest with my dad. My dad. Was really mean to me. She used to beat me all the time. And it was her boyfriend. They never got married, so it was still just a boyfriend. Around here, common law marriages. So they were married by common law, but he tried to rape me. I got away, and I went to our friend's house. I stayed there at my friend's house. My dad, everybody was looking for me. And I figured out that they were, I was there at my friend's house, my girlfriend's house, and my dad came, my, the oldest, the one I was talking about, Marie, the oldest, is his baby. She's named after his mom, Marie. That happened to me. What does he do when he comes and gets me? He's in the vehicle with my dad, the one that did that to me. My dad brought him with him to pick me up. And then he told me not to say nothing because he doesn't want to hurt Marie. My brother-in-law tried to rape me. And I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut so my sister doesn't get hurt. I'm the youngest of all the kids. I think I was like 15 then. After a while, my, my it, it took some years, but my dad, he realized I loved him.
And he always just wanted to be around me. He didn't want to be around Marie or my other two sisters. He wanted to even live with me when he got older. They wouldn't let him. My sister Marie had to hang on to them because she had nowhere else to go. She got paid for taking care of them. My dad, mom. My mom lived a year and a half after my dad died. She was in the hospital for like two months before she passed away. After my mom died, we were all crying. And the only thing my sister could do was, now what am I going to do? We all looked at each other. We are like, oh my God, seriously? And she's like, what? That woman has had one job in her whole life. She's only worked once. Now it was before we moved here to Montana. She worked in Astoria at the tuna factory. Her husband even molested or tried to molest her daughter. And what did she do? She gave her daughter to my mom and dad and then moved with him to Oregon. How sad is that? Just like half the people around here give their kids up for drugs. They can't have kids when they're doing drugs, so by all means, get rid of them. They hang on to them as long as they can because, you know, they get food stamps and money and stuff for them until they realize that everybody realizes they're crackheads and then their kids get taken away. They don't fight for them. They don't straighten up. I have never done the ugly drugs that is killing people's lives. The meth. They lie still and cheat to get money to get pills, just like a crackhead would. Okay, well. I'm going to sign off for now until next time. You need to make sure you find time in your life for the good things to remember. Sit back and remember the good things. Don't only dwell on the bad. 
Don't forget the bad because you learn from them. It's not a good thing to block the bad out because you learn from that. Oh shit, I'm not doing that again. I remember what happened last time. I'm not going to be with somebody like you because I remember, you know, don't block it out. Just don't dwell on it. You need to sit back and look at the bird that's on a tree. The way it just moves. And it's so beautiful. Or even just the tree. How the branches grew out. Stop and look at things, you know, things that you actually take for granted. You don't look at trees anymore. How they're growing. Some of them you can see how they reach for the sun. How they grow weird. Everything has a story. Things that tree's been through to be able to grow that tall. The storms that went through the, you know, it, everything goes through things. You never know when your life is going to end. Could be tomorrow. You need to take it day by day. Don't stress over things that you can't control. Don't hurt yourself so bad over things that happened. Because they done happened. There's nothing you can do about it. It happened. Learn to cope. Learn to cope with it. When my mom died, I wanted to die with her. I was mad that God didn't take me with. I wanted to be stay with her. Don't leave me here. took me a while. I learned how to cope with it. Learn to cope with things. Until later. Thank you.